to get the work, you need to show the work. And sometimes if it's that it's that kind of feedback loop when you can't get in the work, can't get in there, you gotta gotta self produce it, which is which is what I do with that and stuff. And and also it's a way to, to just turn if you if your career is in going in one direction and you wanted to go in another, you just you know produce the work in the direction that you want to go. You know it's hard to make a portfolio because if you go start going in one direction, then the older pieces tend to look out of place, and you kind of have to either adjust them or discard them and so yeah it's a it's a interesting thing but i think you you always have to go go back to the portfolio and, and readjust it and see see where you are and where you want to go and why you're not getting the jobs you want to get or why you're getting the jobs you don't want or whatever it is welcome to the archipelago photography podcast hey Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Sean Morton. This podcast is brought to you by Archipelago Presets, a community of photographers united by a passion for our craft and a growing collection of some of the world's finest Lightroom presets and post-production tools. As a way of thanking you for tuning in, we're offering all of our podcast listeners a discount of 20% on your next purchase. Visit us at archipelagopresets.com and use the code PODCAST20 to redeem this special offer. Today on the podcast, I'm chatting with Matt Carr, an award-winning portrait and lifestyle photographer who has been published in the New York Times, Entertainment Weekly, GQ, Men's Health, Rolling Stone, and more. His work has also been recognized by American Photo, House of Lab Masters, PDN, IPA, and Communication Arts. After 10 years of working in London and Prague, Matt now lives in Brooklyn with his wife and their daughter. He's well known for taking portraits that are well-lit, honest, and believable. It's a wide-ranging conversation, and we chat about everything from his early career to working with celebrities and more. Well, let's get into it. So Matt, um, I actually, one of, the, one of the things I really want to talk to you about first is is kind of your early career, because... Uh, I think you, you've done some kind of really interesting things early on, but uh, maybe maybe backtrack for us and and tell us a little bit about you know how how you actually got into photography in the first place. Ah, well, let's see. That's uh, we're going way back. Way back, guess, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess well, in high school, obviously, it was my, my first uh, attempt at any kind of. When I took a photo class, and I wasn't. I don't think I was too good at many of the other classes in high school, uh, but I was, I was good at that. And then um, I was also good at creative writing and writing in general. Yeah. So it was actually, I think I talked about this um, just recently, but I was, it was a, um, when I was leaving school, you know, we were supposed to go to university and know what you're supposed to do at 18 when you don't even know what you want, want to have for lunch, you know? Uh, yeah. And uh, the guidance counselor suggested that since I was good at those two things, I might try uh, photojournalism. Right. So I just kind of, um, you know, sounded like a good idea. And I applied for some colleges, got into one, and um, just kind of went from there and, you know, found out I liked the photo classes quite a lot. Um, I was pretty shy, so it, it took a lot of learning to get me to uh, actually do the kind of job actually going around and talking to people and mm-hmm. getting, um, doing all the stuff you need to do in newspapers. But I don't know. It was, um, at some point, it was my, my senior year after kind of dragging my way through school. Um, 
enjoyed the photo classes, English classes, and not much else, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but I somehow got a job in a newspaper in the local town. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I think it was just I had done a photo story in my neighbors downstairs. I lived in a really poor area of uh, Muncie, Indiana. I went to Ball State, yep. which is really only known for David Letterman. <laughs> and the, the fact that you say yep and you, you you pretend like you know what Ball State is, I'm impressed. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's pretty small. It's it's a decent college. It's yeah. a communication school. But uh, yeah, I'd done a, a photo story on my neighbors, and uh, they kind of I gained their trust and got in their house and you know just spent some time with them. It was three generations on welfare living in the same apartment the size apartment I was living in upstairs. Yeah. I mean, mine was pretty tiny, so theirs was even even worse. But um I think they liked that and the connection I'd made with these people and they just gave me a chance and and things just went from there. It was my first, you know, real real newspaper job. Uh I didn't even at the time I didn't even ask how much it paid. <laughs> so it actually paid the same as as I was making at Kmart. <laughs> I'm sure they <laughs> good advantage of me yeah. but at least it was a, it was a it was a way in and from from there i, I just kind of learned how to do everything because i didn't learn as much as i needed to in school i would think anyways that's that's kind of a very crude early beginnings yeah but yeah. from then on i was just you know you know at the time uh i wanted to stay in that kind of job so i just learned from anyone and everyone anything i could so i just kept kept hacking away at it until I got better and better. But um yeah, so was that was that as the the question you were asking? Yeah, yeah. I mean so so I guess what 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 you're saying is is you know it's kinda of like trial by fire, right? In terms of how you, you sort of Exact Yeah, learn learned on the go and um Yeah, what, exactly. What, what, I remember like every single person in that staff uh, taught me how to develop film. Yeah, like I, I I was fresh out of school. And yeah, like, I knew how to develop film, but there's like you know their way of doing it, and you know I wasn't gonna say no, no, I don't. So I just sat there and it was like you know, six different photographers in the dark room right. watching them show me how to make film, which the process film, which is it's interesting because everyone does something different. Yeah, and there's you know you can always learn something even if you think you know everything, which which it didn't, of course. But anyways, yeah. do you do you um do you remember what it was like like back? you know, just that, that sort of intimidation of, like you mentioned, you were very shy, you know? So, uh, and you said it was neighbors, neighbors. That, so these were people you knew that sort of, sort of gave you, allowed you to sort of break that barrier, I guess, or? Uh, well, I, I didn't really, uh, I knew them only um, a little bit. I mm -hmm. mean, they were my neighbors, but they were very closed off and mm -hmm. they were very mistrustful, especially when I brought out a camera and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think I'd taken a family portrait of them outside or something and I brought them some prints and I was like, right. here you go. Here's some, here you are. Yeah. And, um, then slowly, you know, they still didn't, I don't, I don't know if they necessarily entirely trusted me, trust me, but they tolerated me, <laughs> I'll say, which yeah. is enough, yeah. you know? Um, and then, you know, got in there and just spent some time and it was a little scary once I got inside because I realized the, the, the father of the the group, the family, the, yep. the main the older guy, yeah. he was on a giant oxygen tank and oh. for some, I don't know what he had, but he was also a chain smoker. <laughs> Perfect. And he was like right, right below my bedroom. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> wonderful. This is, uh, this is good. But it was, um, yeah. And <laughs> anyways, I was, I was happy to move out of that, 
yeah. out of the house the next the next <laughs> next year. So, so Zach, it's, it's, I, I think hmm? I was gonna say, is, is is being tolerated sort of a theme with with a lot of work you do? <laughs> uh, I make that joke because it is. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's you know a lot of times to get uh, to gain some trust. At first, you don't you don't entirely gain the trust. It's not like okay, I trust you. Yeah. It's you know I trust you to a point. Yeah. As people should. Yeah. And uh, and then hopefully you can show them results. Yeah, quicker like these days, especially with digital cameras, you can say, oh, "Look what look what this looks like." And they're like, "Oh, that I like that." Yeah, you know, with film is a little different. You had to you know really gain a lot more trust because then you know they they wouldn't know. Yeah, but um, yeah, just just that the foot in the door kind of thing is definitely helpful. Yeah, you know. And, and from there, yeah, I guess you went on and uh, so you you were abroad for a while, right? After after your um, yeah, the I, states. I was, uh, right, I was living in. Uh, I'm from Indiana, so I was living uh, after school. I had a brief summer in Alaska, where I applied to every every newspaper there was up there, which was not too many, and I got rejected by every newspaper that was up there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was offered some freelance job in Juneau, but yeah, I don't know. As as soon as September came around and it started getting dark at like three o'clock or whatever it was, <laughs> I was like, I I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. So I thought. I went back to South Bend, Indiana and started working at some newspapers for a couple of years. And then after about two years of doing the newspaper, uh, it just seemed like um, I enjoyed it. But you, there are cycles in the newspaper and you do kind of end up doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's baseball seasons, football seasons. Uh, and I had a friend living in Germany. who We were talking on the phone one time and she said, well, you know, the tickets are $400. Why don't you come, come visit? And I'd never thought of having money that I could go to Europe, you know, mm-hmm. that I could afford a ticket. I was like, I have $400. So I yeah. just packed, packed up my things and um, got as much money together as I could. I was freelancing at a, mag- a newspaper and a bunch of other stuff at that time. So I was actually making money mm-hmm. and just packed up everything and uh, flew over to Germany and stayed for a while. And then I traveled around and I found a job in in Prague in the Czech Republic at an English language newspaper. Yeah. It wasn't really a job. It was a, well, a freelance job. Yeah. I've been freelance since 1992. I haven't had a proper job yeah. since uh, since Alaska. But um, yeah, the photo, photo editor at the time said, uh, said, you can't make any money at it, but if you want to try, come on back. And um, so I went on back and that was 1994. So it was, things were changing quite a bit there. Yeah, You know, as new government and all these magazines were starting up. So I kind of, after a while, I got into some magazines, and it's a really good portfolio town in terms of having a chance to, to try things and, you know, learn um, a lot of stuff. I wouldn't be able to, wouldn't have been able to do in New York or, you know, Paris or wherever, right. because those are more more established. So a yeah. kid from Indiana can walk, walk into Elle magazine in Prague in 1994 and actually be, be listened to, wow. which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that was good. I stayed there for six years I was a very big fish in a very small pond mm-hmm. uh, and then after a while I got a little bit fed up with the um, there's really no copyright um, protection there oh, so, yeah yeah I mean they just I mean there's such a small probably maybe now there is more but there is such a small magazine world there's basically two publishers and you know if they wanted to just well, they didn't pay very much, and they, if they wanted to abuse you, then, then you know you had no nowhere else to go. It's not like New York City, where one magazine 
does terrible things and you can like say, oh, God, it won't work for them. I'll work for the million others. Yeah. Uh, so I just got sick of the kind of the, the not making very much money. Like a full page no magazine is was the equivalent equivalent of twenty dollars there. Oh, wow. thing, back in the day, and then you got two rolls of one twenty, so you twenty pictures and a couple Polaroids. Yeah. So it was, it was good good to learn you know learn how to do things uh, in a tiny budget stuff like that. Then then after that I picked up and I moved to London, thinking that if I could you know do forty percent of the work I, I got in Prague, then I would I'd be set. Yeah. And uh, I was there for about three years, and it worked out pretty well. Except I couldn't I couldn't get papers. That was a problem. So eventually, I had to I had to leave. Otherwise, I was probably going to get kicked out. Right. What's what sort of work yeah. were you doing in London? Uh, same stuff. I, I, I kind of I went from journalism in Prague to more magazine stuff. I've done a lot of portraits and like I was doing almost everything in L magazine except for the fashion. Right. So I was doing, you know, the uh, little stories about different whatever celebrities there were, um, portraits, what's in your handbag kind of thing. Yeah. You know, the day in the life kind of thing. It was really, it was fun. It was really, it was really great learning opportunity. Yeah. Um, but when I got to London, it was, you know, my portfolio at the time was just, it was a mixed bag of everything. And in larger towns, you, you kind of need to show the one thing that you do, Right. you know, because there's so much selection. And I wanted to be portrait so I, in the end I had to create a portrait book yeah uh just just and stop the showing around this this crazy mixed bag of a portfolio and uh that was the first time like I just decided to uh, do 30 pictures that are just entirely my own I won't ask anyone's opinion and just photograph random people I meet on the street in different locations I like with bring out the lights and and just do something uh that I find interesting and, and it worked out it um I started showing that book around and started getting work for, for you know, more for Matt Carr than for Matt Carr's camera. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, so that was good. That was a wonderful learning experience. But then towards the end, I was starting to get, you know, jobs in Paris and things like that. And I was like, I I can't go there and expect to come back in this country because they're going to stop me at the border. Nice. So I was just kind of frustrated and decided to move back to move to New York. Yeah. Which is something I never thought I would do, but here I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's interesting because you talked about pulling out the the lights and and doing portraits of people on the streets. So that's something you, you're still you're still doing that, right? Like that's kind of yeah, off and on. I was, I do a lot of um, street photography just with um, with a small camera, and no lights, just yeah. fun lighting. That's that's kind of fun. That's something I did. Um, in Prague, I used to because I was I was so art directed for a lot of those magazines and yeah. it was all medium format and all in the studio and you know I, the art director would give me a page and there'd be writing in the headline in the uh, like top left corner and then some writing in the lower right and you say okay your image has to be in this area mm-hmm. and so you know really stuck with like with somebody else's view of what what it's gonna look like yeah. so. I, I would do a lot of walking around in the street and just shooting street photography. Yeah. You know, what Instagram is full of, I was doing that in black and white all over Prague. Uh, yeah. And, and um, I still do that now, but now I'm much more about like portraits, like stopping people asking for a portrait and, and setting that up more. But yeah. and, and occasionally I'll bring out my assistant with a, with a big light. Right. 
Uh, so yeah, if you look at the street portraits, there's a there's a mixed bag. You can obviously some of those on the beach where there's just a you know I had a huge studio light with a like a white lightning with a a um with an octobank or something like that. Yeah, just powering out the sun, which is fun. But these days, it's last couple of years, it's just been straight. Um, and you just have a I bought a like M10 a couple of years ago and yeah, and just use that and uh, just it was more a personal project. But I have gotten some jobs out of it. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it shows that not only can I do the portrait stuff in the studio, but I can you know work fast and a little bit more raw. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and and I guess um, you know if you if you go on your website, of course you you know you you've, we could talk about all the work you got on there. You've, you've worked with you know different celebrities and whatnot, but uh, you you've got a whole section of stories, right? So these are more like personal projects of yours, right? Exactly. Yeah, those are they're like maybe little portfolio pieces or just things I'm interested in. And, um, a lot of them I do, you know, they just kind of happen naturally. They, like the, the book of George, which is in there, which right. is a, um, it's a neighbor uh, of a, yours. A neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. It was a neighbor, like a local guy, really interesting. So I had him asked if I could take his portrait one time and he, uh, after a couple of months said yes. <laughs> and, uh, he, he came in and it was just wonderful. He like gave me this really great photo and, and then I kept kept bugging him. It's like, well, how about me? let's do something? Can I take you down the beach or whatever? Can I do this? Let's do this. Do that. And then uh, he used to hang out at this local cafe, and and the owner at some point said, "Why don't would you do a gallery show of him here?" And I thought it was just kind of a nice thing. So I know it's also a deadline, yeah. so I need a good good strong deadline. So we <laughs> um, I just produced I think six or eight portraits of him. Yeah. And so we had to I framed them up really big on the, on the walls of this cafe. And at the end of there's, you know, there's six pictures. And at the end, there's George sitting in a chair with a filthy joke for you. It's uh, <laughs> really nice. But that, that was kind of more organic, but some of the other ones were more, you know, just, just kind of advertising uh, stories that I produced to send out to advertising agencies and, you know, just try to show them what I can do kind of thing. Cause you have to, to get the work, you need to show the work. And sometimes yeah. it's that it's that kind of feedback loop when you can't get in the work, can't get in there. You gotta gotta self-produce it. That's right. Which is which is what I do with that and stuff. And yeah. and also it's a way to, to just turn if you if your career is going in one direction and you want it to go in another, you just you know produce the work in the direction that you want to go. Which I find that you know sometimes I'll, my portfolio will get too uh, studio based, and yep. then people think, oh, he's a studio star. We need people photographed outside and say, ah, I, I'd love to do that. You know, then you got to produce mm-hmm. some outside stuff and they're like, Oh, he doesn't do studio. Like, wow. <laughs> so I'm trying to kind of have a, I'm trying to show, you know, a well-rounded um, skill set, but yeah. within, with the same kind of feel. Yeah. So if you look at the images, hopefully you can see that, that they, they, they all register in the same way that they're mine. Yeah. But um, some degrees of successful. <laughs> I, I believe i believe at the moment it's looking a lot better i mean yeah. there's for a while there you know it's hard to make a portfolio because if you go start going in one direction then the older pieces tend to look out of place that's right and you kind of have to either adjust them or discard them and so yeah it's a it's a interesting thing but i think you you always have to go go back to the portfolio and, and readjust it yeah. and see see where you are and where you want to go and why you're not getting the jobs you want to get or why you're getting the jobs you don't want or whatever it is. 
Yeah. But these days it's, you know, jobs are important. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. And, and let's talk about that. I mean, obviously we can't escape the fact that we're, you know, kind of in a, a I'm, I'm going to say a strange year, but we've, we've turned a leaf here. We're in 2021 now, but uh, what's, yeah. what's, what's life like for you, you know, running, going through this pandemic, has that, has it affected you? I mean, it must have had an impact oh, on yeah. work and everything, right? Yeah, I mean, the advertising world just shut down for a good three, four months. Just yeah. um, not only to be safe, but also even if we could be safe, it. I had a fairly, probably one of the bigger jobs in my career ready to go. And uh, then it got shut down because like no one would sign off on the liability if hmm. anyone were to get sick on set. Yeah. And it was, you know, they were like, okay, you, you sign this paper and my agent's like, we can't sign that paper because then we'd be sued straight out of business if anything happened, Yeah, you know? So it just, that, that killed a lot of stuff. And then it slowly came back around and, but now everyone's working from home. It's harder to reach people. But, uh, summertime was actually pretty good. I had yeah. a number of decent jobs, a couple, a couple of really good months. Yeah. And then, then it started slowing down with the winter. And then with the holidays, of course, things slow down even more. But now I've got a couple things popped up, so looks like there might be some some sign of life. But <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. But it was during that time that I did that the quarantine portrait series that is on my website. Yeah, I just contacted people, have have them take self portraits in in a way that I wanted them to do it, and then Photoshop, you know, Photoshop them like crazy until <laughs> they look like images I like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, it's tough. I'm sure you up there, you feel the, the same oh, pressure yeah. of uh, just nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a crazy uh, year for sure. Um, talk about talk about your post processing because so now do you do? I mean, you touched on Photoshop and and talked about doing that, but you also work with retouchers too, do you not? Yeah, yeah, a lot, quite a bit. Um, yeah. it's a mixed bag. Like my my street stuff. I do myself, yeah. uh, and you know I, I'm a fairly decent retoucher. I don't, I can't get as like I work with some people. They're just magicians. Yeah. Um. So it's also about budget. If I can afford them or not afford them, or if yeah. I, you know, if I have a distinct idea of what I want to do, that's that's one thing. If I have more of a global idea of where these things need to go, then I can you can hire somebody and say like, here's here's what I'm thinking. And uh, if you find the right retoucher, I work with some people. They just they're artists in their own right, so they're you know you can just kind of more give them an idea of what this you know a general feel or whatever, and they can bring that to life. It's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of incredible. But um, yeah, the the um, quarantine thing. I just said you know no money enough, but time other than homeschooling our daughter. Yeah. So I thought that would be a creative outlet and I could learn a lot more about Photoshop and uh, capture one and all that stuff. And it was, it's kind of liberating working on other people's photos. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, I could just do, do, I felt like I could do anything if, especially if you got a photo that was maybe a little, I don't want to be, don't want to be impolite, but like a little bit boring. Right. And you know, I could throw anything I had at it, you know, yeah. just throw a bunch of shapes or crazy, you know, some light effects in there and, you know, I've got a picture of my brother in the desert outside of Tucson in there. And I had my eight-year-old daughter kind of help me art direct it. And I was like, what, what do you think this needs? And she's like, I think it needs a tiger. Okay. <laughs> you know, when I went on Google, found a tiger and put a tiger in the corner. And, right. 
you know, I put some UFOs in the sky, you know, and then a giant shadow that's kind of behind them that was behind us all, things like that. It's just kind of just to make this make the pictures in interesting, and and also since it was a quarantine portrait series, I felt like you just you know, there's no um, there's no rules, mm. which I've kind of I've kind of slowly come to that that realization in photography. There's really there's really no rules. I I don't mind when you know, I look at it, uh, how do you say, like, um, like some people, I used to be really more of a purist in terms of photography. I'd only do what you could do in the dark room yep. in terms of color and tones and stuff, burning and dodging, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't do too much, you know, it wouldn't add a shadow or anything like that. And, but I just, I realized that that doesn't, doesn't really matter. It can still, it can still be in the same vein or the same taste as long as long as there's other things that are going in that direction so i just i just took the wheels off and you look at other photographers who do amazing things and there are clearly no bounds yeah that they that they won't cross and doesn't it doesn't really matter i mean i don't want it to look like hugely photoshopped and crunchy sure or something silly like that but yeah. you know but it's you know if, if you look at it and say okay this is this is just art this is whatever i want it to be then it's it's liberating so yeah. Yeah. In that sense, I think I learned a lot about uh, about what's important to me and and how to do it. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah. That it's always good to be creative in any way you can. I, I think I think the the quarantine has kind of forced that on us too, right? Like it's it's forced us to maybe you know to uh, take that time to be introspective and reevaluate oh, sure. what's important and and what we're doing, where we're going, that sort of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, even in terms of gear, like I, I sold off quite a, quite a bit of cameras just in, just during it. Yeah, just stuff. I just look around. It's like I don't, I don't enjoy using this. I'm gonna let it go. Yeah, and hope that I don't need it. <laughs> <That's your laughs> you know, like I, I would do because I have a journalism background, photojournalism. Like I know how to do. I can cover events and all sorts of things. And but I would do a lot of corporate things, which you know paid well, but it's not not necessarily where I want my my career to go yeah because if you you look at my website there's you're not going to see any of that because i don't want to advertise that that's right um but you know it's it was when those things were happening it was a great way to pay the bills and it was it was it was easy there's there's no pressure because yeah. you know like a portrait you got to come up with like this is this person looks good or whatever this like with events you just i mean there's you can do it there's some people who do it better than others yeah but uh it's more um you're discovering something that's happening. So you just need to make sure you cover that. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just not, not, the, not what I want to do. So I looked yeah. at that camera and I said, okay, I'm going to sell you. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone now. Yeah. But um, so now I'm just like rethinking, like when all this normalizes, what, what am I going to use? And because it's got to be, cameras got to be fun to use. Yeah. I think Yeah. at this point, I've been doing it long enough that I think, you know, like I have this M10. I used to have the M6. Like, yeah. a, and I, it's just so much fun to use, just because yeah. they're small and and then make you slow down and you got to think about the image and you know you don't get the immediate gra- well now you get the immediate gratification but you know it's just a little a little bit more um, thought provoking. I think you have to kind of imagine what the image will look like before you do it, and yeah. then which which I think is helpful at least for the way I think. So. Yeah. You know, I don't want to. Poo- I wouldn't poo-poo any anyone from for using any any tool. Yeah. As long as it makes sense to them, but 
you know. Well, I think that's important, right? You gotta you gotta enjoy what you're doing, and and the tools you use yeah. is a huge part of that for sure. Right. Yeah, I, I borrowed a friend's uh, friend has a um, one of Sony's AR something or other the with the big tip the 47 megapixel. Yep. Which is, produces amazing files. Like it was beautiful, and I was doing a headshot, and I just had it set on the eyeball detector, and it was just, yeah. You know, it was it was almost like a toy. It was incredible. Yeah. But then I was. And I took it out on the, some location shoot, and like I couldn't figure out how to switch the ISO. It was just lost in the menus, and it was right. like making me crazy. Yeah. And I, in the end, I just took it off and put put my Canon back on there. And yeah. Said, okay, I'll use this, but it's just like I just don't want that many buttons. Yeah. You know, maybe that does that make me old? I think that makes me old. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's, there, I, I'm in the same boat as you because. Is like you. I, I've got an M10, and and I I love it for that simple experience, right? You're right. looking through a, a rangefinder window. It's not a digital screen. Um, you're you're, yeah. ma- you're manually focusing. Um, I've I, you know the case I have has a little back on it, so I, if I don't want to look at the LCD screen, it's I have to you know have to flip the 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 little cover open to even see it. So uh, ah, no, yeah. no no chimping. No chimping. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there, it's yeah, true. No, I mean, there's, nice. it's, I don't think it's a, you know, it's necessarily a thing about being old. It's just about, you know, what's, what's important to you in the experience and in, in, in what you're doing. Right. Right. Yeah. That yeah. kind of, it, it immediately gives it right back to you. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I remember sitting on the side of a basketball court back in Indiana, well, working with, I think I was working for the newspaper and a friend of mine who worked in the newspaper also was working for, I think, Associated Press. Because mm-hmm. down in, in Indiana, Associated Press, it just they kind of run themselves out of different um, newspapers and, you know, hire the photographers there. So everyone yeah. would kind of work for everyone. And um, we were just sitting there like nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. It was really boring. And uh, he just you know, brought up his camera and just not even not even focus it on anything and just like shot off six frames of film just to feel it. Yeah, it's like sometimes you just got to burn some film just <laughs> to feel something. You know, that's right. And uh, I feel exactly the same way. Sometimes you just you know kind of take a blurry picture. Yeah, or whatever, and just just maybe this is something I don't know, but yeah. just something that has more feel in the in this, these cameras. Kind of yeah. yeah. have that about that. I, I had a Hasselblad for years a lot of those celebrity portraits are done with the hospital of the phase phase one back yep which is it was clunky and you know slow and but it was nice because it you know when you when you took that picture just the just the sound of the thing was so big it was boom, yeah um that he's like oh i, I have something there yeah. it wasn't wasn't silent it was you know i used to work with the film hospitals and those are wonderful you crank them and you look through the top and yeah you know, you're advancing everything and it just has a, a just a beautiful thing to work with. And yeah, I think it kind of, it kind of helps. For I'm sure. curious about those Fuji's. I was, I was thinking about getting some kind of Fuji medium, but I would have to put some duct tape around it to, to hide those buttons. <laughs> That's right. Well, at least know. the Fuji's have, have actual dials on them, right? Like you've got an ISO dial. So, so you're not going to have to dig oh, through I a menu so. for that one. So depending on the That's model. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think after this is all over, I'm just going to rent, rent a, you know, one camera for a weekend and yeah. the next camera for the next weekend and see what, see what works and then see what I can afford and, yeah. and go that way. Yeah. So, uh, 
So, so uh, you, you touched on a, so a little bit of what well, a lot of a lot of what you've done. I mean, if you look at your website, of course, you know you you have worked with a, a lot of different celebrities, and and that's that's you know that's featured on your site. But uh, um, I don't want, I don't want to get into that too much. But um, just talk to me a little bit about that's fine. Um, you know what what are what are some of the challenges you know in working maybe with. Uh, let's say celebrities, right? Like, uh, you know, do you ever feel intimidated or, or, you know, what's, what's that world like? Because that's something that, you know, a lot of people just, you know, as general photographers, we maybe, maybe aspire to, but just really know nothing about. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, I'm sorry. I got this cat here. He loves it when I'm on the phone. He goes crazy. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I was, when I first started, I, I, I did a ton of celebrities in the Czech Republic, but that's kind of, you know, I didn't know who any of them were, right. so that didn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm blessed with like not knowing a lot of who people are. <laughs> so when I would start getting these jobs, like I would, they'd be like, "Oh, you can you can you shoot so and so?" I'd be like, "Who's that?" <laughs> uh, so that would help with intimidation. Perfect. And then, yeah. But um, I remember one time when I did, I, I used to do a lot of film festivals for for Getty and Premier Premier Magazine, and one time I was waiting i was in the um, four seasons hotel like in a, some suite like i just have room to do um to for as a studio it's very tiny yeah i was rubbing holes in the wall trying to get it back far enough <laughs> you know and um charlize theron was coming in i got super nervous about her because yeah. she was you know a huge star this was years ago yeah. and um and then she comes in and she's she's on the phone no, i don't want to don't want to say anything bad about her but she was on the phone dealing with some something that was unpleasant for her and yeah. so she was just just having a having a go at this person like yelling at him and um and and i realized like you know and she came in and and then it was time for the photo so she put down the phone and she just looked at the camera and she's like boom she was that beautiful person that we all know mm-hmm. and i was like wow she's like i'm not even here you know it's not i don't know why i'm getting so nervous when I'm just I'm just holding a cam, the guy holding a camera in a sense. Yeah. So that kind of uh, a little bit of a, a wake up where I don't have to. You don't have to be anything or any any different than you are. You just have to do your job well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that, that was a that was a good wake up call and and then just uh, from then on I was never too intimidated. I uh, I don't I still don't like to be like in a giant crowd. Which a lot of times when you're working with celebrities, like before they show up, suddenly there's 50 people surrounding you. And you know, okay, they're almost here, and then they, and then they walk in. So it's more the crowd. But then once I start working, I forget about all that because it's just me and the person. Yeah. And I, see, that's always been my savior when I'm working. I can, <clears throat> I can kind of do anything. Like any any kind of fear of heights or anything you might have goes away if I'm doing if I'm doing a job. Yeah. So a lot of the times with the celebrities, it's just it's there's a you know, set up, there's a lot of setup testing and then they come in and you've got, you know, at least me, um, very, very short amount of time. Just, right. you know, like some of those portraits are like 30 seconds or hmm. like my portrait of, um, of, um, Jeff Bridges, literally I took three photos of him and the last one was him like walking out of frame, <laughs> but he, you know, I was ready with the lights. It was all good to go. Yeah. He came in, gave me this one magical look Yeah. and that was it. Other people will give you a little bit more time and you can you know, work with them and, and that's great fun when they can, when they do that. Um, but the, 
yeah, some of the challenges are more more the people who don't like it. Like a lot of celebrities don't or actors don't like being out of character. Right. Like um, James Galdafini kind of really hated it. Like mm. he, he was literally, you could see the sweat on his head popping mm. off. And like I just, it was a very limited time. And I normally with those, when people hate it, I try to give them like a little bit of a character to be like a little, you know, like actor study. I forget what they call um, the motivation or whatever. But like, okay, here's a scene. You're this, I'm that. Let's go. Yeah. And some actors really enjoy that and they appreciate that because then they can say, okay, then they can jump out of themselves and just, you know, play with the camera. But he just, oh, tough. <laughs> Didn't like it. Um, you know, John Turturro, same thing. He's like, I really don't like this. And I was like, oh, I could, how about, you know, let's let's play this. You be, you know, you're a homeowner. I'm on your yard. You want give me that get off my yard look and he just you know did it and it was wonderful nice and uh things like that just anything you can give to people especially you know if you got two minutes with them then that that can help and but uh no generally it was i'm working i don't i don't really get i'm not really nervous doing the job i'm, I'm nervous getting to the job and uh you know setting up and stuff but you know once you once you get in the job you realize oh i, I know what i'm doing it's okay yeah just, just do what i've done before start from a safe place and then you know I would, uh, with those things a lot of times i'd bring in a couple different lighting setups that i could switch um pro photo or not pro photo sorry a uh, pocket wizard to different channels yeah so like i would have channel a and b and like the channel a would be or one whatever would be you know standard three-point lighting say that's kind of safe and what the client would want and yeah. then on channel two, you would have something more interesting that yeah. you could, if you had time, you could flip it. Okay, let's do this and move you over here and then work with that. Or, you know, you know, literally walk around the person and try to get different angles on the light because yeah. you're not going to have time to move the lights. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, those, those are always fun. It was kind of, it was almost like shooting sports because right. it was just, you know, this is happening now. If you miss that, then they're, they're gone. That's you know, it. You're, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. It's was, it was like, you know, newspapers with deadlines. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. We're done. I remember in Prague, we used to shoot a lot of news and, and it'd always be up at the castle. It's this beautiful place. And it was so weird for a kid from Indiana to be up in a castle, you know, <laughs> waiting for whoever it was. One time we we're out there waiting for the Pope, you know, Pope John Paul. And oh, wow. We're out there two hours before and they like put us in one room and everyone's like chain smoking all the Czech photographers. And they, okay, over here. And they run over here and you got a different room for like another hour. You know, everyone's all keyed up and waiting, like, okay, over here. And then they, they send you in the room where you're going to photograph it. And it's like, uh, what's, you know, I think the Pope we shot outside, but it was just like, literally, he just got out of the car, walked across this, the thing, shook hands with Havel, the president at the time, mm -hmm. and then went inside. It was like, you know, 20 seconds. Yeah. But it was like two-hour buildup of this tension. And then at the end... <laughs> You know, we're all fighting like elbows and knees trying to get the shot. <laughs> and then afterwards, you're like, huh, you want to go down the pub? And it's just, you know, it, you're done. There's nothing, you know, there's no going, you're not, no one's going to call the Pope back. Yeah. If you miss it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Or one time, they, there's some other, I forget who was visiting, but it was, it was one of those shots where they're in the room. They probably do this at the White House. I'm not sure, but, but there are two people on a couch talking. And uh, they basically, the security leads you through. And you walk, you got to just walk and take pictures as you're walking with a security guy's hand on your back, pushing you. And then you just walk through the room and that's it. And <laughs> you get a shot through, you done. And that was, that was back on film. So you like, you didn't know yeah. until you got like, unless you were pretty confident. And I was never wow. that confident. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. But it was a similar kind of thing, you know, then they, they're out the door and 
that's it. So yeah. it's, it's nice. It's yeah. um, it's good and bad. <laughs> who, uh, who, who, who would you photograph if, you know, if you could, is there anybody on your sort of bucket list in terms of who you'd like to take a picture of? Oh my God. Um, well, Tom Waits, obviously. Oh yeah. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, I've seen so many good portraits of him. That'd be, yeah. that'd be tough. You have to yeah. think of something original, but yeah. it'd be fun to do. I mean, just the people I like, yeah, you know, obviously, uh, uh, who else? I don't know. There's a lot of people I like. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, of course. Sure, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Who knows? There's still time. I'm doing all this ends. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll meet him. That'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, did, did you ever see that? Uh, did you ever see that Tom Waits film down by law a long, long time ago, black and white? Oh uh, yeah. The Jim Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that that and um, what else was he in? He's in some things. He's been in a bunch of oh, stuff. He's, yeah. He, yeah. Was it a uh, uh, Rumblefish? He was that crazy. He, he ran the candy counter or something like that, or the the, the diner or something like that. Right. 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 Yeah. But uh, I think that one he's, he's just I think Francis Ford Coppola just told him to be a uh, be Tom Waits. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's no script. Just be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, certainly. I, I usually get all excited by whenever any of the, the British detectives, like from the TV shows, come in. I get all excited. Those are the people <laughs> that really get me going. Like, you, remember, you remember Inspector Lindley? No. He was a, it was a show probably in the 90s. But anyway, he, yeah. he came in for Sundance one time and I was like, ah, Inspector Lindley. He was like, you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, I love you. Yeah. That's it's hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, so what's what's um what's what's your up and coming projects? You got anything, you know, on the horizon coming up? Uh well I've got to talk tomorrow about a potential portrait job. I'm not sure exactly. It's uh, I got an email with very limited information, but it's it's January, so yeah. that sounds good enough to me. Um <laughs> and I have a few more of those quarantine portraits to finish. Yeah. I was tempted to restart that in a little bit minimal way but i don't know it's, it's not not exactly it's one of those weird things we're not you know in quarantine although we probably should be yeah, here that's at least. Right. Yeah. i know england is i've got some people there and some people in germany i'm still waiting for some people to to send their photos uh especially photographers i've been doing asking a lot of photographers to do it because it's kind of it's easy <laughs> yeah. No, no, I mean, I, but it's easy in a way that they'll deliver a really good photo. But it's yeah. hard in a way that I've got to then change it yeah. enough to feel respectful in posting it as my work. Right. Um, so I have uh, one guy in Germany who's going to do something. I need to push him a little bit further, and some other people. But aside from that, no, I'm just I'm going to depending on how things go. If things lighten up a bit, I just need to start photographing some models I know and just trying out some different things and doing so and to continue doing more location stuff, yeah. which is what I was really focusing on before all this hit. Um, you know, something with a little bit, a little bit more dynamic a studio feel, but outside yeah, things like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, we know the industry, changes all the time and you you've got to adapt and, and change and of course with yeah. everything this year or this past year i guess it's like we talked about it's yeah even just getting 
in front of their faces, like showing your work or whatever it is, like that's become, that's a different feel. Like you can, we used to do, well, with my agent, we would go to agencies and, you know, meet people and talk to them and that's just not going to happen for a while. Uh, So that's, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I remember back, back in the day when you'd actually go, you know, go talk to an art director, just walk into a magazine I think that stopped a while ago, but <laughs> this is definitely not helping. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but yeah. um, we'll see, you know, yeah. remain hopeful. The main thing is just to kind of keep banging on that portfolio and just do something that's more interesting. I like to, you know, test things out on Instagram and see it's, it's, I don't know if that's, if that's helpful or not to, to see how, how people respond to stuff Yeah. on Instagram. Because in some ways, if I put up a celebrity, people get all excited. But then, you know, I don't know if that's entirely for how great the photo is or how great the, the their love for that person is. <laughs> it's probably you a know. bit of both, eh? <laughs> yeah. Like I put up something like a personal shoot of a, port- a portrait of somebody, nobody in, in particular, and, you know, work really hard on it. And you know, some people like it. But then I put up a a random picture of Billy Bob Thornton is like, oh my God, it's amazing. It's like, <laughs> mm, really, it's if you look at it, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a well done headshot. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's Billy, but it's Billy Bob Thornton, and yeah. we all like him. So yeah, do you? Uh, uh, I'll take it. Who, who, do Do you follow other photographers? Like who? Who? You know, do you get inspiration from other other people that are shooting, or where do you where do you find your inspiration? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I follow a lot of photographers. I, I love Instagram for that, that I can, you know, that's where I met you and, um, yeah. a lot of people all over. It's also, it's also great just for, um, like, you know, I'm not necessarily a headshot photographer. I don't build myself as one, yeah. although I do it, you know, for actors. But if I, if somebody contacts me and I want to, you know, obviously I'll, I'll be happy to do, do the job. I can contact friends of mine who do headshots and, and yeah. say like, you oh, know, what's the going rate? Or, you know, I don't want to, under overcut oversell you know you know find out whatever's in the in keeping with that kind of thing so that's useful and then just you know just seeing what other people are up to but there's definitely yeah i mean uh, i not to uh, go too high in the pecking order but like dan winters i love his stuff yeah that is it's very very uh, his lighting can be very like when i talk about going off off the rails like sometimes his lighting is if you look at it the subject in the background can be lit differently, mm-hmm. you know? So there's a little, little brain game. I think he's playing with that. Like if you look at the shadow and then you look at the light hit, it's they don't always correspond. Mm-hmm. At least I don't think they do, yeah. which is really clever because it just makes you, it's like, it's a little, it's a photographic question built in there, which is great. Yeah. Anything that can make you like stop and say, really look at a picture. Yeah. Cause you know, these days everything's pictures like Instagram, you just oh, flip yeah. through, flip through it. And then if you see something, it really grabs you like, whoa, yeah. especially when you're like, how do you do that? Yeah. That is, you know, wonderful. And then, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm terrible at names, but I do love all these, uh, like a lot of street photographers and people do these kind of, you know, atmospheric, even though just like blurry, just, just emotional images. Yeah. I just really, I just love all that stuff. Yeah. But if you look at my Instagram account, it's, I, me attempting to to do a bit of everything just whatever i like yeah well, i think that's uh, important so right I, yeah I, I hope if nothing else i show that you know i really care for the medium and yeah. uh, enjoy it yeah so, you know, so 
some people just put work and say, guys, I only do work. It's like, I don't know. You don't, I don't see any love in it. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of amazing photographers out there because you occasionally stumble on somebody and you just look through the work and it's like, wow, this, why don't I know this person? But you know, you can't know, can't know everyone. Yeah. And there's just, I don't know, with, with Photoshop and the way things are going, <clears throat> I've always said, well, for the last 10 years of the main differences in photography will be, will be in retouching. Yeah. Like it's not like they're making cameras any different. They're still basically timed boxes that tell time and stuff and have yeah. openings. I mean, maybe high speed sync has come along, but other than that, it's more how we treat the treat the images afterwards. It's true, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Well, listen, Matt, that's great. Uh, I appreciate you taking time uh, just uh, to have a little chat with us today about photography, about your career, and uh, just about shooting in general and, and, and life in these crazy times for photographers. So. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, thanks. It was fun. Any yeah. chance. Uh, I always like to talk about it. It's always interesting to, to you know, like, because you don't, you never know what you know until somebody asks you. Like, you always, <laughs> you always think, like, oh, I, I don't know much. And then somebody asks you, it's like, oh, I know that. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's always fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Cool. Pleasure talking with you. Yeah, yeah, likewise, Matt. Cheers. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about Matt Carr, please check out the links in the show notes. Of course, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. Your reviews help others discover our show, and so we're grateful for each and every one. Thanks again. Until next time.